You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Call us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right. 102. Back on the fan. BT and Sal. Brandon Tierney. Sal Licata Show. So um, I'm throwing some more baseball here. You know, it's, it's crazy about this hot stove, which is, it is just hit a crawl. And I haven't been, I got to be fair about one thing. You know, I, I love what the Yanks are doing. I believe in them even more than most. think they're tremendous. And I think that their new alignment, more contact, Verdugo, Soto, a superstar, Judge, growth from Volpe. I think the Yankees are going to be so different this year. But I, I mean, even I have to say, I mean, this this one day Peralta stuff is is pissing me off here. Four years, come on. So the Yankees didn't get Hater, and I wouldn't have given Josh Hater five years. I'm fine with that. I'm not just going to yell just to yell. But this is the guy that you didn't get Neris, Hector Neris. Who the hell are you getting? And that opens up a bigger conversation, right? Think about the way the hot stove. This is for the Yankees and the Mets. Think about how the way the hot stove started. Otani, boom. Yamamoto, boom. Nola, boom. Jung-Hoo Lee, boom. Um, Soto, trade, boom. The last now, trade, extension, boom, boom. We're like, all right, this is going to be fire. This is going to be nuts. And then crickets, nothing. But the crazy part about this, and I was kidding before I got to the update about, you know, grown men, Evan, Steve Cohen has reduced him to begging for him to get a bat. And Evan's not wrong. You need a bat. The crazy part about what remains of this offseason is that if the Mets wanted to abruptly shift course, and I don't mean blow up their plan of the minors and growing the system. I don't mean that. That's a very prudent plan. That's going to that's gonna work eventually. But they could actually straddle the fence and do both. The Mets could jump into this tonight and go nuts and say, all right, we're not going to compromise Stearns' vision to invigorate the system, which they need to, and fortify things, which they obviously need to. But we're going for it. We're going to blow Snell out of the... Out of, and I know Sal doesn't want Blake Snell, which to me is insane. Would you rather watch Blake Snell pitch or, you know, I mean, take your pick. Severino, batting practice, Quintana. I'm not going to diss Quintana. He's fine if he's number five, but he's not. You know, McGill, Peterson, Montgomery's still out there. Matt Chapman is still out there. Now, I know that these guys aren't perfect. Cody Bellinger's still out there. You know, I don't know. If, if you want to keep Pete Alonzo, again, I would trade him. But if you want to keep him, hey, here's a crazy thought. How about getting the man a little protection? You know? Like somebody behind him to help him? 
there are things that the Mets could do that would radically change how I perceive them to be this season coming up. And I believe they're going to stink this year. There are moves to be made. They're not going to make them. They're not. And I got news for you. If I'm the Yankees, they won't do this either. I would go out and get Bellinger. I would get Bellinger because I don't think that last year was a contract push. Trust me, I've I've got into the numbers. Oh, his hard hit rate. Shut up. Watch the guy play. Hard hit rate. These nerds who never played. The reason why he's got a you know a, a slightly below or you know not uh, not an elite hard hit rate. I'll tell you why. Because he hit what he hit two ninety with with two strikes. What happens when you have two strikes? You learn this when you're seven. Hey, little Joey. Hey, choke up, buddy. Just make contact. Put the ball in play. And when you do that, you don't strike out. And there's value in that. Now, you also don't rip bullets. So what's more attractive? You know, hitting 197 with two strikes or hitting 290 but having it negatively impact your hard hit rate. I think about that. That's why baseball with certain things drives me nuts. I think there's got to be a better balance of metrics and gut. So if I was the Yankees, I would get Bellinger. Not necessarily to play the outfield, to take over at first base next year when Rizzo's done. Or this year, if Rizzo is done. Which I don't think he is. I really think the concussion was... So he was playing very well before he had that... Uh, that that not even not the like the with, with Tatis at first base, just weird, you know. He's probably going to be an all star. There are things to do. Are the Yankees going to do anything else? Nope. Are the Mets going to do anything else? Now, Hoff, let me ask you that. I got to pull you in for a sec here, Hoff. You know, you do the Rico Pod. You and Evan, Met fan Sal, Met fan Sal's out today. Obviously, see you tomorrow, hopefully, pal. Um, I just laid out a plan where you can do both. You can adhere to Stearns' vision, which I believe is the proper play because the farm's been decimated, et cetera, ignored for too long. But also, you can pivot now based on reading the market and the cold malaise that has just suffocated baseball. Nobody's doing anything. Jump in the pool, get a stick, get an arm, go get a wild card. Yeah, I, I think that's all attainable. I think that you're right, it, but they can't be – egregious in a way where it's like, oh, well, Co- get Cody Bellinger now for the next four years. That's not... See, I he, don't think that's egregious. He's not it, getting four it, years. He's probably going to get six anyway, well, which what, I would, what, you know. What, but. What, whatever it is, is I don't think this market is very good. I don't think the free agents are very good. I think they're over... I think a lot of the guys, I think that t- teams are being smarter now and signing these contracts earlier on. Like the Detroit Tigers. Yep, yep. Did you see over the weekend? I did. They signed their prospect who hasn't played a game yet for like I 10 did. years. I did. I, it's a very forward-thinking move. That's smart by Detroit. And that means that when these guys would typically hit free agency, they're not. So the guys available are these projects that I don't think are... Worth the yeah. six-year deal. Well, I I wouldn't use the word projects. What I would say is they're in a very interesting spot where they're a little too deep in their prime. And if that six, seven-year deal, like, I I get it. I'm at Chapman's not not young. Bellinger, well, Bellinger's fine. But Chapman's up there a little bit. And But you should, but the thing is, this is that Chapman is, is I, the way I look at it, it's a project or whatever it is, yeah. is because he's not a complete player. He's not someone that's going to be worth you know, committing all this time and money to when he just does a couple things. He's a great defender. Great defensive. And he's got pop. 
Yeah, but he comes with a 240 yeah, average. Yeah, and he strikes out a lot, and those numbers are getting worse by the year. I'm not saying he's perfect, but, I mean, who's would you rather have Matt Chapman or Brett Beatty playing third base opening day if or I'm Joey the, Wendell? Well, here's the thing is, you're right. I'd prefer having somebody else than either of those guys. Yeah. But the problem is, mo- those are my options. I'll take Beatty and Vientos for a year and see what else comes up next year. Yeah. That, that's un- unfortunately the wait and pray type of move you got to make. You know, the crazy thing about Blake Snell, and it's a little mystifying to me, I know he doesn't go deep into games, I get that. I know that he hasn't been, you know, for a guy who's won two Cy Youngs, usually these these pitchers historically with two or three or more, I mean, every year, even if it's not Cy Young, there's no, there's no drop. I get it. There's some imbalance to his performances. But I do want to understand. you got to understand one thing about Blake Snell. Blake Snell, in his final 23 starts this year, had a 1.20 ERA. There's one pitcher since the 60s to have a better ERA over 23 starts. It's Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson. And by the way, that was in the 1968 season, which was the great season, which led to Major League Baseball lowering the mounds because there was an absence of offense. That's how dominant Blake Snell, statistically, I, I know he's not perfect. I know. He walks a lot of guys. He gets out of a lot of jams. Once his fastball's a yard short, you know, do those guys that he leaves on base now, do they eventually score? I, he's not perfect. Understood. But the guy's good. I mean, Matt Chapman... As much as I say sometimes these numbers drive me nuts, Chapman has the 10th best war in all of baseball since he entered the league in 2018. I mean, that's not two years ago. It's a lot of baseball. The 10th best war. So I know the Mets aren't going to do this, and I know the Yankees are done outside of, you know, when they have to trade for somebody, which they will during the season as they make their World Series push. The crazy thing about these off-seasons for the Yanks and the Mets, and most of you, certainly Mets fans more than Yankee fans, but I don't think Yankee fans are fully appeased either. I get it. Both teams can do a facelift and get deals for 75 cents on the dollar. They're just not going to do it. It's maddening. 877-337-6666. Oh, real fast, Tom. Maybe you could explain this to me. I didn't, I mean, I, I guess I can piece it together, but... Uh, I saw this pertaining to the Mets. Um, The Mets have announced that all Saturday home games. Did you see this? Yeah. Okay. Let me just read it, and then maybe you could explain. I'm sure it's based on family stuff. Yeah. All right. So this, I guess this is pretty cool. The Mets have announced all Saturday home games this season will start at either 1.40 p.m. from late March to mid-May or 4.10 p.m. June 1 through late September. Uh, In a statement, the game time change was driven by the results from a Mets fan survey. That indicated nearly 90% of respondents favored earlier game times on Saturdays in order to bring kids, family, and large groups to games. That strikes me as a good thing. There's one person that really hates this. Evan. Yes. Why? Because 410 starts are inconvenient. For Evan? To be fair, and you know this too, and even 110 starts are, are inconvenient too. For Saturdays where it's built around... Kids playing sports. I how we run from thing to, to event, to event, to event, to event. We do. When am I going to be able to go and bring them to a game if we're running all over the place playing our own games? So True. that's why seven o'clock is easier. 
Yes, but then you can then say, I get that, and you and I pretty much have the same schedule. A little Lance coming up throughout the – is he throwing out the first pitch again this year for the uh, East Chester? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets asked. I mean, he might decline. He's, he might decline. Oh, he's, he's got a lot of offers. He's a big <laughs> star already. I know he threw that strike last year. That was a good did, one. Yeah. So we're both busy up to the next with baseball, softball. That's awesome. JD's getting ready to go to Stepanak, and he's a ball player. So I get it. But then you can also say that 7 o'clock on Saturday night interferes with conventional family time. And maybe you don't want to go to a game. Barbecues, grandparents' visits, trips. You know, listen, the bottom line is if you have kids playing sports, as we both do, you're not going to a lot of games during the summer. You're just not. You can't. Not if, you're, not if you have games. I I don't know I don't, the, I don't know the easy solution I really don't because we've done those things too where it's like we went to a Yankee game a couple of years ago and it was seven o'clock start and I was like oh this is perfect because it fits on a weekend our, or uh, on a weekend on a Saturday yeah, yeah I got you it's perfect it fits our schedule Yankees don't have many of those I don't like those they were playing the Cubs you know yes so I remember we, that we happened to be able to fit it in. Yeah. And we left after like four or five innings because the kids were cranky and tired because they've been playing sports all day. Yeah. And, you know, the Yankees hit like four or five home runs in the first few innings. Game was over, out of hand, let's just go. I, oh, mean, I remember that so game. So it was just, it was, we saw Judge hit two home runs. I remember that That was game. enough for us. I remember that game. That was like early, wasn't there a streak where, and Anthony's obviously Hoff's son, his youngest son, where every time Ant went to the game, Judge went yard. Wasn't there a streak that was going on? Cause yeah, I, something I, like that. I think I'm not sure if it's still happening, but yes, he every single game that Judge played in that he was at, Judge would hit a home run. And just for the record, um, of course, Hoff is a, a devout monstrosity of a Mets fan. Little son, still a big Yankee fan. Just checking. He is a huge Yankee fan. He keeps on getting piling up the jerseys, but I'm trying. To, he's leaning towards a little bit of a love. For some of the guys on the Mets, and guess who one of his favorite players is? Let me guess, Pete. He's yeah. gonna be heartbroken when he's traded. I know. Nah, heartbreak broke us too far. Heartbreak is too far. That's but, reserved but, for your Judge. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That, oh, that's his God. guy, number one. Number one. And you know who number two is gonna be? Soto. <laughs> Wait till he comes. <laughs> Let's get John in Garden City. Back to you guys. Eight seven seven three three seven six 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 six. What's up, Johnny? Hey. Well, he could have the best of both worlds next year when Pete's playing first base for the Yankees. When who's so, pl- now? I don't want Pete on the Yankees. What? Not not for the money. I don't know. I don't want him on the Yankees. He, he, here's since I since you switched to baseball, I want to get back to my my original point. I'm a I'm a Yankee season ticket holder. I go go to as many games as I can. This is how I I look at the season coming up based on, and I'm kind of in agreement with you that they're going to be an excellent team this year. Okay. I think this is what we need to have happen. You'll tell me your thoughts. Out of these four, out of Rodon and um, Nestor and LeMahieu and Rizzo, if three of those four play to the back of their baseball card, we're going to have a very, very good year. If you get all four, we're going to probably go to the World Series. Because I'm putting Stanton aside. I don't know what I'm going to get out of that guy. Mm-hmm. But these four guys, if they can play. Look, Rodon was signed to be a top-of-the-rotation guy. It was a flop. If it was an adjustment injury year, he's 85% of what you thought he'd be. Nestor, Nestor, I hope he's going to be what he was for us. He had a lot of years. He was just hanging on in baseball. I hope he doesn't revert to that guy. Yeah. And, and Rizzo, if he comes back, you know, Rizzo, LeMahieu, those are those are funny ones. You're going to need you're going to need somebody who's going to give those guys a little bit of rest. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they rotate in and out of DH a little bit. Um, I don't know if that guy's on the team this year yet, but those, if you could get three out of four with what we have, 
and you leave some room to add at the, at the deadline, I think we have an excellent chance, if not to get to the World Series, to get to the ALCS. Because if you're in the Final Four, you can't argue. Yeah, I mean, I know sure. we want to win championships, yeah. but that's, a, that's an excellent year. That's my point. I, I, John, I think you raised a couple of good points there, and I like the names that you give me. I would, now, just to take the, you know, through the conversation here, some talking points. Um, I mean, I could even make a case for Volpe, even though it's only year two. But, you know, does Volpe hit 217 or does Volpe hit 251? I, I, I don't know. Because if he hits 251, he might steal 40 bases. And he's going to hit 30 home runs. So he's a big variable. When does Dominguez come back? And when he comes back, does he look like the Dominguez who played before he got hurt? So I would just to incorporate those into the conversation. The four names that you gave us, Rodon, Nestor, DJ, Rizzo. I'm going to rank them in order of confidence that they will not even be great, but just perform well enough where they're not an issue. Um, I'm going to say I've actually got a lot of confidence in Rizzo and DJ to to be fine. I'm not really worried about that because I think there's ways around if, if DJ's really if if DJ's done, and I don't think he is based on the way he hit in the second half last year. But you you can sit him easier than you can sit Rizzo because they don't have another first baseman. Uh, but I don't think Rizzo's cooked yet. You know, he's probably gonna hit 250, 25 home runs, pick it at first. That's fine. It's fine. I think DJ will be 280-something, soft 280. He'll be fine. I think Rodon bounces back. I am worried about Cortez. Of the four names, Nasty is the guy that I – it's amazing with Rodon on this list. I just – his stuff is just average. And, you know, you can get by with – I guess average stuff for a little bit, but you've got to be perfect. Like Jimmy Key stuff was not average, but Jimmy Key was not Randy Johnson. It was also a very different game back then, but not everybody was throwing 95. But Jimmy Key, you know, Jimmy Key painted the corners, you know, changed planes, mixed up the speeds, in, out, up, down, you know, hard, soft. And Jimmy Key was awesome. I feel like. Nestor is a poor, poor, poor Jimmy Key, and that that worries me. So I would say that he's the guy. It's funny because I love his energy, and of course I'm rooting for him. I don't, I don't really know that I have a lot of faith in him right now. I don't. Well, actually, I don't have a lot of faith in him right now. He definitely concerns me. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It is BT and Sal here on the fan coming up. We've got the call of the day. Get back to these calls as well. What do you got there, Hoff? Something? Uh, they're breaking news. What Seahawks are set to hire a coach. Is it? It's not Kafka. It's not, uh, who is it? It's not Kafka. It's not Kafka. Who is it? Mike McDonald. It's McDonald. Okay. So he went through the second spot. So, um, all right. That is just breaking there. Okay. Johnny on the spot. What a journalist. Perfect timing on the break-in as well. I try. Yeah, it was good. That's what we do here. I understand. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Now, of course, I got to you know set it back up and I got to get you back to break and, you know. <laughs> All right. BT and Sal, call the day. Back to your calls next on The Fan. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Knicks makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands, he caught it on the Hail Mary! And the final play of the half! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. And today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Carmine in Eatontown. Carmine, BT and Sal, what's up? Severe, severe pain with the Jets with you. Unfortunately, like you, I root for the Mets. And that's something that got me mm. to my point. Two weeks ago, I threw my hands up. And well, we're kicking the tires on this one. We're, we're, we're looking at get going after this one. We want Wandy Peralta. They're spending nothing. They're spending nothing. They're not going to. And then today I read an article that said to me, oh, my God, this is what it is. I'm like, I thought for sure they were going to be spending money this year. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care. They, they, I was liking that they cut ties with the other guys. I'm like, okay, eat the money, but now. Don't go after the 40-year-olds. Yeah. And then what do they do? I read this article that says that there's some possible problem with senators that are, as he's going after this casino, yeah. that that, and I'm saying, that's it. He ain't spending a damn dime. And we're sitting here, and Sal, everyone, we're looking for a DH. We're getting nothing, Steinink, and nothing. <laughs> you know that. Just the way he said it, it still cracks me up. What about the King Kong? Can't catch you something? Huh? <laughs> oh man! I mean, it is it, it. I mean, you at least have to admit that. I mean, come on! I had not spent some money on a bat here. I mean, it's. Been duped a little bit with Mr. Cohen. Is that an unfair statement? Been duped a little bit. 
the anticipation, the presentation, the initial foray into big spending ways, and then turtle up. You got to retreat. Can't get that back. All right, let's get back to you guys here. Um, 877-337-6666 is the number. BT and Sal. Uh, by the way, a couple things we've been juggling today. This Jets article, which is taking up a big piece of the show in The Athletic, I don't know, 20 pages, just a scathing review of how lost Robert Sala is. That is one thing that I know you guys want to chime in on. The Knicks, there's been a lot of carryover from yesterday. When I proclaim the Knicks are absolutely the best-run franchise in the city, second to nobody, uh, that's gotten some hot and uh, and some you know some some play as well. And then some baseball I threw on there at about one o'clock or so. So let's get back to you, Nick's up in Westchester. What's going on, Nick? How you doing today? Hello, you can hear me. Uh, yeah, Nick. Hey, it's going great. Uh, I so I listened to your Nick sermon yesterday, and first off, I want to say you know I was starved for you guys to start talking about the Knicks. All season, you know, they've been killing it. Mm-hmm. And the point I wanted to bring up, so thank you for getting to the Knicks, but the point I wanted to bring up was you talked about how it's the organization, it's kind of, you know, the example to be set in New York. And I think Tom Thibodeau doesn't get enough credit for getting the most out of these guys. You know, every time it seems like it's time for another player to step up, they do. And I think I saw somewhere he's coming up on like third most Knicks games uh, coached as a head coach. Like this guy is going to go down as one of the best coaches in New York sports history. You know, when it's all said and done, if he's got another two, three years or something like that. Oh man, that's that's a little ambitious. I mean, you, you need a championship. You got Tory, you got Coughlin, you got Billy. Oh Morton. yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, speculating. You, know, you got Red Holt. You got Red Holtzman. What Keenan did for the Rangers in '94, I've Al Arbor, my bad, four straight championships. But just even from a franchise that had a rotating door of coaches, for him to be here and yep. have the continued success and taking steps up the ladder, yes. and turn this franchise around. That's it's fair. Like, no question. I, I can't. He's one of the best coaches in my lifetime. I'm a young guy. Okay. You know, I've stuck with the Knicks through it all. Not a boy. And you know it's. It's the best. I, I love watching them, and I love hearing you guys talk about them, so thank you. Oh, you got it. And trust me, I mean, if you're new to the show, if you're new to what Sal and I do, you know, it's a list of priority. We we, we got to set up what the hits are, and we're going to really hit what's topical, and we'll bounce around on occasion. But obviously, you know, you got the big stuff to hit. Yanks, Mets, Jets, Giants. We are massive Nick fans, and it's just starting. It's just starting. Trust me. So let's have a little fun, not really, but go backwards from Tom Thibodeau just to create the thread of how awesome he's been. Uh, Mike Miller before that, never really got a chance, obviously. David Fisdale. I was actually excited when Fisdale was like, take that for data. Like, I got excited about that. He was horrendous. 21-83. and 83. Dude won 20% of his games. Good God almighty. That's worse than expansion stuff. Anyway, before that, Jeff Hornacek, stunk. Kurt Rambis, stunk. Derek Fisher, stunk. I mean, Fisher, well, yeah, whatever. I was going to launch into this. It doesn't even matter. Derek Fisher, stunk. Mike Woodson, respect. Mike D'Antoni, respect. Isaiah Thomas, stunk. Larry Brown, stunk. I mean, I love her, but you know, Herm stunk as a coach. You know, uh, Lenny Wilkins didn't stink, but certainly not what we were hoping for. I mean, it's yeah. 
Van Gundy was great. Nelson stunk. Well, actually, didn't, you know, let me take that back. Don Nelson didn't stink. That's where it started to go, you know. that was Well, first of all, that was the first move off Pat Riley. Pat's here from 91 to 95. Nelly comes in. And the, the problem with Don Nelson actually could have been very easily avoided if Patrick Ewing would have bought in. Because Don Nelson correctly identified what the Knicks needed to change if they were going to adapt and morph into another championship version, even though they never won. But basically, they weren't going to win the way they tried to win in 94. So when Don Nelson came in, he said, listen, Anthony Mason, we're running the offense through you. Pat said, no, you're not. Not happening. And there was friction, and, you know, Don Nelson got bounced. So didn't even last the season, despite having, I think it was like eight or nine games over 500. Riley was, was Pat Riley was the man. You know, John McLeod, brutal. Stu Jackson was okay. Uh, Patino was fun. I remember, you know, it's funny with Patino with St. John's, but I, and I told Rick this, we were shooting the Red Storm report. I think this was maybe the first one. We've already done four. And it was either before or after the shoot. We're talking about Bernard King because he coached Bernard King. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I remember the game watching it in my basement with my dad, Channel 9, when they made the playoffs for the first time, I, I guess, in my lifetime. I I mean, I, I, I know what happened historically, but I'd be lying if I said I remember watching Bernard King score, you know, 44 and a half points a game against the Pistons. Like, I don't remember watching that in real time. I think I've convinced myself that I that I did, but I, I, I don't remember that. I remember, you know, when, when Bernard King got hurt. At that game, I was actually watching on Channel 9 because it was in Kansas City, a road game against Kansas City, uh, the uh, Reggie Theus' team, the Kings. So Rick comes in, and they had to I believe it was the Pacers, and they had to beat the Pacers. And Steve Stepanovich, Dove, you remember that name? No. Good talk, Dove. Um, Steve Stepanovich was a big, big center, white guy. He was okay. He was tough. He was a pretty decent player. And he had a jump shot. I think it was him. I think it was Stansberry. One of those two guys, but I think it was Stepanovich who missed the jump shot. Though, could you check on YouTube, please? I'm curious. Missed the jump shot. Nick squeaked into the playoffs. Patino ran on the court, you know, hugged Mark Jackson. It was awesome. But but aside of that long, winding story, the point is there's been a dearth, or some might say a paucity, of good Nick coaches. We got a really good one. Pierre's in Putnam. What's going on, Pierre? How you doing today, pal? I'm doing all right, fellas. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, so, you got uh, it. Listen, I got to preface this with, and I know you're going to get me for this, I am not a Nick fan. In fact, I'm a Nick hater. Okay. I've been one since the 90s as a kid. That's fine. Who, who are you, Bulls fan? Who, who do you root for? I was a diehard Michael Jordan guy. All right, well, so, uh, let me ask you, how old are you, Pierre? I'm 46. Okay, I'm well, who'd you, root for, who'd you root for before Jordan? I mean, I was a kid before Jordan. Yeah, I so was I. I rooted for the Knicks as a kid. Years. Wait, say that again? So was I. I was a kid once. I rooted for the Knicks. You had to root for somebody. Look, I got you, and I, and I rode with Mike. No, no, I'm saying, no, 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 all right, but listen, that, you, you got to be off track here. This Nick team, this Nick team is really, really good. I heard your point the other day about best run organization. As a hater, I wanted to dispute you. I couldn't come up with nothing. Oh. And then I came up with my own hot take, 
and I can't believe I'm saying this. So, obviously, Jalen Brunson, super likable player. He's on a great contract. Point guard has been a position the Knicks have been lacking since, what, Rod Strickland, Mark Jackson. He's galvanized the city. He's an all-star. Is Jalen Brunson the best signing, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, in New York sports history? And, you know, it, Can P- you make- Pierre, you, okay. Now, that is a deep question. There's a lot of different answers, but not many answers if you actually get to the gist of the question and answer it properly. Now, before I just rush and say, yes, let's establish a timeline. So I'll say in my lifetime, signing. From the Knicks' perspective, no question. I mean, we love Allen Houston. You know, the the addition of, of Spreewell, it's not close. It's Brunson. Let's not let's not get twisted. Uh, from a Yankee point of view, I mean, there's a couple. The O'Neill trade with Roberto Kelly that really changed things a lot. Basically, a three hitter for a long time. Um, I mean, even Cespedes for a minute with the Mets getting to the World Series, but that was kind of short lived. I mean, I'm just going through the machinations of history here. Ah, uh, Messier. Messier's got to be the one. It's got to be Messier. It's Messier. Everybody says, you don't talk hockey. There you go. It's Messier, number one. Number two, three, or four? One of- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Those, when it's all said and done, is going to be Jalen Brunson. That's much. That's how much he impacts winning. It is uncanny what this guy does every single night. He is no nonsense. He is all ball. He is so efficient. He is a killer. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, BT and Sal back on the fan. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, Nakata Show. Back to you. Back to you calls. 877-337-6666. Let's get Ray up in the Bronx on that scathing Jets article. Boy, that didn't look good. What's going on, Ray? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Brandon? I'm, I'm good. Well. Got, I, I got some Ajita. Okay. Because I'm a diehard Jets fan, lifelong, pretty much the same age as you, and I just don't think Woody Johnson gets it. I mean, this whole everyone could point fingers at Salah, this and that. It all comes from Woody. I, I mean, he values Aaron Rodgers more than he would hiring a good head coach like Harbaugh. It's I'm I'm. You know, I'm on that proverbial ledge of, you know, throwing in the towel and no longer being a 
a Jets fan. You're not going to do that, Ray. Neither am I. We yeah. can talk tough. We don't have the guts to do it. Stop. You're never doing it. Yeah, but it drives me nuts. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that, just, yeah. that I know. It's, yeah, so it's just <sighs> going to be another season of like pointless Sunday afternoons watching three hours of this crap they put out every year. And if Woody had any guts, he would have blown the whole thing up and brought in a guy like Harbaugh. That's all I'm saying. But it's not – you know it's not going to happen. And next year, hopefully next year, Vrabel is available and we go get Vrabel because that's the only hope I have. I love – Mike Vrabel to me is a superstar. But, you know, here's yeah. how it's getting right. Thanks for the call. I hear you. We all hear you. God. It's going to go one of two ways next year. The Jets are going to give us a good season – and Rodgers is obviously going to be in the middle of it. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they couldn't, but they probably won't. But it, it could be really a fun season with a lot of wins, um, playoff relevance, okay? And obviously, if they get there, that means they fix the offensive line and, and things that they had, you know, second receiver, and then Rodgers is healthy and plays well, and Salva doesn't ruin it. And that's good. That, I mean, yeah, we want the Super Bowl, but hell, I mean, we'll just take. Take a playoff game at this point. That's optimal. That's one thing that's going to happen. Well, there's three things. The other thing is it completely implodes. Either Rodgers gets hurt or Rodgers is not nearly what we think he might still be. All right. Further diminished, more than we think. And they go eight and, you know, uh, eight and nine, nine and eight, miss the playoffs and uninspiring. And then you blow it up. So actually, I said three. Two, those are really the two things. The two things. It's either going to be galvanizing and a lot of wins, and Rodgers does next year what was supposed to happen this year, which we can only pray happens, or it doesn't work and everybody's gone. I mean, there's really nothing else in between. I don't see much else in between. Uh, Benny's down in Orlando. BT and Sal on the fan. What's happening, Ben? Hey, BT, uh, long-time fan. Um, I, I wanted to make a call. I've been a lifetime Mets fan, Knicks fan, Jets fan, so a lot of misery in my life. Yeah. Um, But one thing that's been confusing me late, I, I love the fact that Knicks have turned things around with their management and they're going in the right direction, and everyone in the country right now is in love with the Knicks. But um, when it comes to the Mets, they're essentially taking that same plan that the Knicks have and they're getting hate. They're, they're trying to develop their young guys like the Knicks. They're trying not to get tied up in horrible contracts yep. um, like the Knicks are showing right now. But then we hear the mocks of King Cohen about not signing a bat, when in reality, you could get a bat for $15 million, but with the tax, that $15 million is really over $30 million for someone that, for a team that isn't going to go to the World Series, even if they sign a uh, a JD Martinez, yeah, but you so owe it to you. Yeah, but hold on, now, 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 Ben, I got to tell you that it's a very intelligent call. I, I sincerely mean that. That's a good point. The criticisms for the Mets versus the praise for the Knicks, when the Knicks just kind of recently did what the Mets are in the early stages of doing. I'm with you every step of the way. The difference, though, is that Dolan always spent money or tried to. Not all the superstar, none of the stars would take it, but he always had a high payroll, bloated contracts. Whereas, and there's a salary cap, so we, he always pushed the boundaries. There is no salary cap. Now, there's penalties, but the Met fan who's frustrated, or me as a Mets observer who thinks that they're having a bad offseason, though I understand the plan, what I'm saying is they, they can do both. They can build for the future 
add one or two pieces and still give you a competitive product this year. And there's thus far they're electing not to. Yeah, I, I, I think from from my perspective at least, yeah. uh I kinda see the fact that Cohen is from the financial world, so he, he analyzes risk a lot. Um so the risk of spending thirty plus million because of the tax on JD Martinez to go to the first round and they line up with the Braves or, or another powerhouse, the likelihood is that they're out. Yeah. Um yep. it is a risk that it's not really worth taking. Uh, because of the bad contract that they had in the past, and luckily they were getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I listen. So I, I think, think that one of the contracts they gave out last year is a bad contract. I would not have given Brandon Nimmo eight years. I think that that's ridiculous. And I like Nimmo as a player. He's scrappy and he's good. But I think they're going to lament that he's already moving to left field. I mean, geez. Here's the problem, though. Or here's what Ben's missing, and I think others might be missing if they subscribe to what Ben just said. I got it. It's it's punitive in terms of the cap. The other threshold, not the cap, but the exceeding the luxury tax threshold, more penalty, is it worth it? We, we could debate that all day. Now, my, my short answer is yes, because you get more production. You're not going to be, no matter what you do, you could get Snell and Montgomery, you're still not going to be better than the Braves. So nobody's putting up that ridiculous argument. Not this year, you're not going to be better than the Braves and get too many holes. But I think that there's value in a Martinez or a Turner before he signed in being around the young players. Like, it's not just, all right, you know, what's Turner's OPS? What what does Martinez still have left in the tank? All right, it minus $27 million against the cap and the threshold that we see. Yeah, that matters. But what about Beatty and Alvarez and, you know, Vientos, who I don't believe it as much as the others, you know, Mauricio when he comes back. I don't know. Having a 38, 39-year-old veteran who knows how to rake from the moment he rolls out of bed Talking shop in the clubhouse down in Port St. Lucie or on the backfields. It's invaluable. It's the other reason you have to do that, but they're not. Um, Chris is in Monmouth County. What's cooking, Chris? BT, long time. Thanks for taking the call. All right, Chris. Yeah, I know. Big Knicks fan. How you been? You know it, man. I've been, I've been good. I listen to you guys all the time. I just don't call as much. But I got you. Always love. Nice. Uh, BT, love for you always, brother. Thanks, man. Um, you know my buddy Todd in your neighborhood? You've seen him around? Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Good man. Good yep. man. Listen, BT. What? I went to the game Saturday. Mm-hmm. Took my daughter. First game ever. Haven't been to the game at the Garden since I'm like 15. Like, we, 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 I saw the Charlotte Hornets play like Kendall Gill or somebody like oh, that, right? Kendall, Kendall Gill was nasty. He was pretty good. Let me tell you right good. now, yeah. BT. Yeah. The Knicks are for real. The Knicks are legit. I'm tired of this. Well, we need one more superstar. How are the Lakers doing? How's Milwaukee Bucks doing? Firing their coach midseason. Mm-hmm. How are the Suns doing? How are all these teams? How are the Dallas Mavericks doing with a magician in Kyrie? Forget he's a head case. Yep. You got Luka Doncic scores seventy points. Seventy six is doing. Yeah, they're a good spot. The Knicks are for real. I'm t- and, and I'm going to scream it out to the airways in New York City. The Knicks are a team you play real team basketball and they hit the three they finally have a deep Vincenzo. if you and and a grimes who's finally coming into his own last night bt look at the playoffs last year we didn't lose to jimmy butler mm-hmm. we lost to kyle lowry off the bench we lost to the other guys they just traded who signed with the lakers those guys with threes you know duncan robinson of the world yep 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 brunson i don't listen 
It's a travesty. He's not an all-star. Hey, no, he's, what, Chris, he's our gonna be an all-star. He's, not a, he's, he's not a, our he, all-star. He, I, oh, he's not a starter. He's going to be an all-star. And how old is your daughter, just for the record? Because I start wrapping things up. Oh, BT. How she's old? 14. Oh, scared. That's, yeah. She had a great time. Listen, yeah. She drives me nuts. I love her to death, but she's a teenager all day long. I, I, but I'm we had a great, and by the way, we, we had great seats. Yep. We sat right where the celebrities came out. We saw Spike. We saw Latrell. It was absolutely, I was a kid. And for the Knicks, for the Nets fans out there, don't ever come to me and say, Brooklyn, this and that. Get out of here. New York is better when the Knicks are great. It was a lecture. All right, BT, Chris. Go yeah, for man, it. No, listen, I got you, Chris. Beautiful young 14-year-old daughter. Get a little taste of the Knicks by. Understand what it's all about when the Knicks are good. Everybody's starting to realize the giant has awoken the slumber. And the nap is over. The hibernation ended. We back. We back. We run the show. I'm going to play this song every day. Every time the Knicks win, I'm playing this song, I promise. All right, though, there you go. Yeah, I mean, the energy is... Listen, sometimes there's energy and, you know, it's, it's there, but it's a little manufactured. I mean, this is... As authentic and as palpable as it gets, like this Nick energy is, is is with merit. Like they've earned it. It's not like we're bored or we're overinflating who they are. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have a hot take and say Nick's are going to win the championship. I'm not going to go that far. I'll tell you my realistic take: they have a chance. They have a chance. Leave it at that. They have a chance. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It just feels like it's turning a little bit here as I see a Todd Hundley, Todd Hundley highlight on SNY. You have three buttons open. <laughs> oh, she his jersey wide open, Todd Hundley. <laughs> Lance Johnson greeting him at first base. Oh, my God. We're at home. Um, It's on, man. It's on. And it is on for the rest of the season. And it's And, and the best part about this is that you just, I mean, no is a strong word, but I'll use it here, strongly sense, but you know it's going to be on next season. And it's going to be on the year after. Think about what they've done. They've stabilized the money, which was very hard to do. But with smart numbers crunching and restraint, you could do it. And they did. The other thing the Knicks have done, and this was almost impossible to do, they have eradicated that awful stench that engulfed that awesome arena and made the Garden and the Knicks poisonous to all the players. Nobody wanted to come here. This is the first time a, a, a recent generation of NBA players, as look at, they look at the Garden and they say, oh, that's what my old man used to say. The go- oh, oh, that's what my uncle used to, oh, yeah, oh, 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 that's what they meant. That's right. That's what they meant. All right. Uh, see you tomorrow. Hopefully my man Sal is back. Miss you, buddy. Hopefully everything is okay. Um, and uh, we've got Evan and Tiki minus, I believe, Tiki today. More ass sitting in. Have an awesome day. Back in 10. Peace. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.